What we're not talking about with host Amy D. This is a friendly reminder that this show features heavy, hard, and sometimes bone-chilling conversations that are not meant for younger ears. In addition, swearing is present, and although attempted to be reduced to a minimum, it won't be edited in order to keep the integrity of the conversation. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. It's another solo episode with yours truly, Amy D. It's November 2nd when I'm recording this, and I have had quite an interesting day today. So I used to be a morning person. Well, let's let's be real. It was for about five months, and but it was really cool. I really liked it. And then my dad died. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to soft, soften this for you. My dad died, and then I lost the will for temporarily to get up at 5 a.m., as I can imagine you, you guys understand. But I'm getting there. I'm getting excited. But I have this weird pattern that happens in my life. When I start something, when I begin a habit that I've been procrastinating on or really just pretending like I don't need to start or restart, I finally get the motivation and like, you know, get everything ready. And then I get up and ta-da. Habit reestablished. No, that's not really how it goes. But anyways, <laughs> so today I woke up at six, very early for me. I normally wake up at like nine. So I was excited, took the day on, I meditated, I read, I did all this stuff. I took my dog for a walk and I had to take my mom to the hospital for just about 30 minutes. On my way out of my building, I saw that my delivery meal service had been given to me from HelloFresh. This is not a sponsored post. Um, So I think most of you are familiar with HelloFresh. And I was like, okay, I'll pick that up when I get in. Normally they drop it off around 5 p.m. So I was very excited. So I came back, brought my my dog in, did all that stuff. And then I went back down and it was not there. And I was like, all right, this is, this is strange. I have had packages that have been left in the lobby stored in my building manager's room before. I don't know why. They always take it just to make sure no one takes anything. And I went to them. I was like, oh, like, do you have it? They're like, no. I asked the cleaning lady because we had both been in the lobby when I left and I wanted to ensure that I wasn't crazy and I did actually see a box. She was like, yeah, I I get the superintendent to look at the cameras. I was like, oh, yeah, we have cameras, duh. So I was like, hey, like this situation, they took my food. I just want to let you know, this is about $80 worth of stuff. Like it's not crazy. It's still a, like a, a bummer that I don't have it, but it's not like $1,000 or anything like that. So momentarily, my super got back to me. He said, we got the person. He lives in this unit. I need you to follow a police report. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, I don't want to talk to the police, but... After talking to my friend, my superintendent, he persuaded me to call and I did and had a lovely conversation with the dispatcher. Don't worry, I called the non-immediate line and I filed a report. And essentially what it comes down to is he has to give me the, the, the remaining money, which is $80, or I will file a report and we have evidence and then he'll go to court. And I'm just like, oh, dear Lord, why did I do this? And then I started to freak out 
Because the fact that we have cameras in this building is not a hidden fact. There are signs everywhere saying you're on camera, saying that, like, it feels a little bit like Big Brother, you know. (laughs) But anyways... He was not not aware that there were no cameras. You know what I mean? Like, he knew there was cameras. And he was in the elevator with his dog, making him a suspect that is much more obvious of who he is because he has a specific dog. In the elevator, the camera didn't pick up his face, but it did pick up the dog. So that's how he was caught. So to me, I've watched a lot of Criminal Minds, okay? So it's, like, a little unnerving that... This man did that considering it was very easy to incriminate him. It's also a little unnerving because my superintendent told me that he's actually having a lot of troubles with this guy. So he's already in the spotlight. Like people are already looking out to see if he messes up. And he just looked at a box and was like, yep, I'm going to take this. And then went up in the elevator with his dog and stole it. I don't know, guys. I know this seems like a very small incidents or experience but let me tell you for me it's not and it's not because he i don't care about i don't care (laughs) i don't care that he gave he took that money slash food from me what i care about is that he did it and he did it knowing that he would get caught is that not a cry for help it makes me wonder if he even knew what he was doing which leads me to my second thought what if this guy is actually experiencing a mental break or a resurgence of symptoms, or maybe this is just who he is. That's not natural. I do not believe that anyone is born like that. COVID and 2020 has seriously, guys, I don't know. Like it's, it's a little scary. It's taking so much from us. It's taking our jobs. It's taking our livelihood, our security, our sense of control, our mental health, our relationships. And a lot of people are not at the current space in their lives to process one of these things, let let alone multiple things. To top it off, there's two big issues going, have been going on where I live in Nova Scotia. There was a mass murder, mass shooter shooting in, I believe it was May of this year. It was horrible. I can't even begin. And then there's also some very heated, <laughs> that's an understatement, violent pr- um, com- fishermen are protesting and destroying indigenous livelihood. So like, we're a hot mess up here, just like the United States. And I'm like a little scared because one, he lives in my building. Two, he knows who I am because he has my food box that had my name and address on it. And three, he doesn't know that he might need help. And that leads me to a question that I have. How do we or do we help those people that can't help themselves? And if we do help them, how do we gain access to them? Because these aren't the people searching on social media and YouTube and Google for self-help fixes. These aren't the people that are meditating or trying to do yoga or Tai Chi or some form of exercise regularly to calm their nervous system down. These are the people that are on Facebook spreading hate and bigotry 
because they're in so much pain. There's so much hurt and so much emotion going on in these people that they do not know how to react. Now, my understanding is this this man is a white man and it's been, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, it's been a hard 10 years for the white man. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things happening. There's a lot of changes. A lot of, a lot of white men are rolling with the punches. They're right there on the front lines advocating, but there's a lot of people, a lot of white men that are not there that fear that if rights and money and happiness is had by people who they perceive to be less than them, there will not be enough for them. And that's the real problem. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of What We're Not Talking About. It would mean the world to me if you subscribed and shared this episode with anyone you think needs to hear it. As valued listeners, I also wanted to remind you that if you're ever looking for a specific topic to be covered, please get in touch with me on Instagram. My username is amy.damone, or you can simply click the link in this podcast description. I can't wait to hear from you.